Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for the day that will live in infamy, December 7th. But we start out in China today. Yesterday, we reported on how sales of hybrids in the American market are not doing very well. Today, Gasco reports they're facing the same problem in China. For example, after investing hundreds of millions to develop a hybrid, automaker Chang'an pulled it off the market when it failed to sell even one of them. And as we reported yesterday, BYD dropped out of the EV market when it only sold 54 electric cars. And even the Toyota Prius, the best-selling hybrid in the world, is doing abysmally bad in China. All this despite the fact the Chinese government is offering sales incentives of $9,000 for people who buy electric cars and $3,000 for hybrids. Now to Europe. BMW says it's going to hire 1,300 workers this year and the same number next year, primarily to boost development of electric cars and hybrids and cleaner engines. Bloomberg reports the company laid off a number of workers during the economic crisis of the last two years and is now adding back a number of them. Okay, now let's head over to Korea. Or no, let's actually stay in Europe. Kia is one of the hottest brands in the global market and now the company has just released sketches of a new city car that it's going to bring out called the Picanto. It will officially debut at the Geneva Motor Show next year. If you ask me, it kind of looks like a Toyota Yaris, but only better. And here's why I say the stories from Europe. The Picanto was actually designed in Germany by Peter Schreyer's design team. He's the guy Kia hired away from Audi, and what a brilliant move that was. And now this news from Turkey, which is becoming an automotive powerhouse, sort of. According to the Wall Street Journal, it just surpassed the Czech Republic in auto manufacturing to become the largest in Eastern and emerging Europe outside of Russia. It's producing one third more cars this year than last and sales are growing. Through November, they're up more than 30% and it's not hard to see why. Ford builds its transit and transit connect vans there. Renault is expanding its operations and last month, Chinese automaker Cherry committed to building a factory in the country. Speaking at the annual United Nations climate talks, which are taking place in Mexico right now, Stephen Chu, the U.S. Secretary of Energy, said electric vehicles will start to become competitive with their petroleum-powered counterparts in about five years. Bloomberg also reports the Nobel Prize-winning physicist said EV batteries will soon improve by a factor of two. And I think what Stephen Chu is talking about here is the second generation of battery packs, which most automakers are working on now. They believe they can double the energy density of their batteries and cut the cost. Hey, wow, someone on Capitol Hill is actually asking tough questions. The Detroit Free Press reports Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent from Vermont, wants to know why the U.S. Federal Reserve, the nation's central bank, spent nearly $5 billion during the financial collapse two years ago to help foreign automakers. Mitsubishi and surprisingly Toyota and BMW were beneficiaries of these loans. 
Yesterday, Senator Sanders sent a letter to Ben Bernanke, chairman of the Fed's Board of Governors, voicing concern that anyone who has gone through the records must be, and I quote, truly shocked by the sheer amount of lending the Fed provided, close quotes. We're not shocked at all. Hey, you know, Chrysler's gonna shock a lot of people with all the new product it has coming out in the next year. Coming up next, we'll talk to the guy who was responsible for styling all those vehicles. Recently, I caught up with Ralph Gilles. Not only is he the CEO of the Dodge brand, he's also in charge of all the styling at the Chrysler Group. As you know, Dodge is coming out with six new or redesigned models. Amazingly, a lot of the sheet metal on these vehicles is completely new. They're not just mild facelifts. So I asked Ralph, if you're making so many changes to the sheet metal, why did you decide to evolve the designs rather than go for an all new look? Well, I'm a big believer in iconic designs. I think you, you own a space. You know, there's times like the, the Wrangler, for example. There's vehicles like that where you, you find a personality. People recognize these cars. They, they're very fond of them. And I, I, I'm a big believer in evolving and yet making it better and better. It's almost like honing that instrument, you know. So that's what we've done with the Charger. It's, it's beautiful in its own right, but it's still recognizable as a Charger. I also asked him if they used computer simulation software to do these designs or not. Not necessarily. I mean, we do use the highest technology we can in terms of it's more about speed to market. That's how we use the technology. In terms of styling a vehicle, there's still the original sketch. I mean, I'm a big believer in that, that pencil sketch, sometimes even in a napkin sketch. Uh, we let our designers just roam free and let their spirit roam free. And what ends up happening is uh, when, when you, you have a, a name like Charger, such an iconic brand, uh, they kind of do kind of revert back to their favorite Charger. And then that's so the 68, which heavily inspired uh, the 2011. Chrysler Design is also bragging that it's using hand sculpturing, not computer software, to design the interiors of its cars. Naturally, I asked him why they're doing this. Big, you know, when we did the new uh, 2011 Charger interior, we, we did want the vehicle to look hand, handmade, hand sculpted. And because people run their hands on, on the interior, you know, they run, they feel the sculpture, and every surface is minded. Now, when you, you pull on the door handle, you, you notice a little sculpture behind there. You put your, your elbows on there, it looks soft. It, it's, I, I joke that you want to drive the vehicle all day long, and, and it puts a big grin on your face. And I look at the, uh, the interior of the new Charger as a driver's executive office. And finally, I wondered how and if Dodge design is going to evolve from here. We actually have started already on the future and have a vehicle already designed and, and in prototype stage. Um, and we are evolving. We're going to, to develop our identity. We, we had to kind of fix a lot of things. So these 2011s have brand new interiors. And I want to lead in that space now. I know it sounds unusual for an American car company, but I want to lead in interiors. And we're doing everything we can. We have a whole new team. Engineering has a huge team. Uh, trying to make the best interiors in the world. And on the exterior, we already have our own voice. Now I want to create a new one, especially with the younger people, and create a vehicle that is unbashedly American and beautiful to look at forever. Some of these new products, like the Chrysler 200 and Dodge Avenger, will be replaced in a little over two years. At that point, they'll be based on platforms from Fiat, and it's going to be fascinating to see what kind of styling they offer. And that's today's report for the top news in the global automotive industry. I'll be out of town on business for the next two days, and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo will be hosting the show then. Have a great day.